Hey, this is Colin Cadet. And Alexa Claire. And Sky Blanks. And you're listening to the 2721 Club. Welcome back to another episode of 2721 Club. I'm here with Sky. I'm here with Colin. And of course, myself, Alexa. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about lack of confidence and how it manifests in men and women. And honestly, just see where the conversation goes. But first, I want to see how my boys are doing. Y'all just started your first week of school, right? How's, how was it? How was it? Damn. How were classes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. I mean, since everyone's looking at me. <laughs> um, it was cool, actually. Um, I didn't know what to expect. Like, um, as, some, as you all know, um, I took this past semester off with a very intentional um, purpose behind it. And um, the decision to come back to DC was like accordingly charged. So being back on campus, I didn't know like what I was going to feel, but I'll say, I mean, it's been rather like, it's been a positive experience. Like didn't know if it was going to be like triggering in like a negative way, but actually it was like healing to go to certain spaces and like realize that at this like new place of perspective and presence, um, it enables me to appreciate it like on a different level. Whereas before I was very much going through the motions and I mm. just like, didn't like, I just wasn't even aware. Now I'm like, we've been removed from GW, from DC, from like every, from so much so that now I'm back in these spaces and I'm like, you know what, like, this is okay. And like there's certain things that held like a, an, like a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. I went back to these places and I'm like, yeah, it's not, this is not so bad. So, um, but as far as like classes and everything, like some of the other classes I'm taking are pretty, are pretty interesting. I'm in the classes with people I know. Um, yeah. Only thing that's been different is the commuting thing, which is like sort of tough. Um, I'm not used to that. Uh, even as you guys saw, I used the bike for the first time today, and that was like different. I, mean, I have a car, like I, that, that's I'm from Alfred, Georgia. <laughs> like, um, that's what I do most of the time. I use my car because Georgia is a very driving, um, you know, very driving lifestyle. So, but now I'm in DC again, um, and I'm not like in the microcosm of GW, so commuting. But yeah, classes have been good, and um, blessed, blessed to be here, and uh, thankful to be among my peeps, you know. I feel that that was I'm on the Columbia Heights. I'm in the hill, you know, yeah. going up and down, timing things. Like I was going to, um, you know, our event for tabling for the fellowship yesterday, and I couldn't find a bike. And literally, this dude in front of me about to take the bike, and I was about to fight him. I was like, you know, the, there's the very limited, you know, battery powered bikes, and then those things be zooming. You're like, okay, I'm yeah, chilling. Yeah. So I get on this slow scooter, and then I'm like, I spent two dollars. I'm like, I'm get on a bike. I get down there faster, and it's just. You know, waste yeah. my time. So it's definitely like a shuffle adjustment, and you know, just jump into the, the water and like yeah. figure out how to swim and like 100%. adjust your time and uh, schedule so that it makes sense. Yeah. Cause, you know, I'd be slow in the morning too. I don't, I want to go to the gym, but I'm like I can't wake up that early. Yeah. And so it's like, all right, I'll time it. I'll won't go to the gym on Monday and Tuesday. Now I'll do you know afternoon on Wednesday and time it when I have to be in the office. And so it's a lot of like different things like that, but. I mean, school is cool. I mean, I'm in grad school, so it's weird. It's congrats, different. Congrats, uh, there's different congrats. expectations, but uh, it's it's good. I, I mean, I, don't, I can't complain. It's just discipline and, and getting your stuff done and turned in and being mm. professional with your professors, which, yeah. you know, it's something I, I learned throughout being undergraduate W of how to work with these people. So mm. cool, cool, I'm not too stressed. Um, this is really just time management. Yeah, I resonate with what you said, which is just like, honestly, like for me, there's like not 
But like when there's not a reference point, you sort of just have to like go. Like you have to just sort of do it. Um, and you you just sort of learn as you go. Like I think for me, like with not much um, to go off of with, with just the commute and just sort of like having to just, as you mentioned, just jump into the water. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like there's certain things you don't know to know. Like yeah. you can't really anticipate problems that you don't know that, you know, you have to do it to discern what the landscape is. Um, and I think as you do that, you like get accustomed and then you just develop your routine over time. Cause honestly, after the first couple of days, like I've gotten into the swing of things more or less and you determine like what works and what doesn't like, you know, like, um, today I was trying the bike thing and I'm like, maybe I'll do scootering more. But after having tried both of these, I'm like, I'll do that more than I commute on the bus now, you know, that's mm -hmm. like faster and cheaper. So this is through a week. I've been able to come to a place of like aware, like understanding and be like, okay, this is this works for me versus this doesn't work for me, so, yeah. Sounds like you guys are being a lot more purposeful and very intentional with like your schedules than you were, at least when we all started freshman, sophomore. Well, we were on the verge. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had a commute and take a shuttle, a time shuttle. Yeah. Every 15 minutes. I would just live at the, you know, on campus, basically. You find some people that you're cool with and just, you know, hang out there in, yeah, in the public spaces. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, stuff I Bro, I will say this now. I mean, the Vern definitely helped set the precedent for commuting. <laughs> I'll say that. I take a bus sure down. So. I was on the Vern with like 3 8 a.m. freshman year. Dog, all right. On, oh, God, God, God. God. oh, boy. 8 a.m. on Foggy, bro. That's a lot. <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, it's going to be just like in high school when I had to wake up at 5.30, walk the dog, get them on the bus at like 6.30, and then get to school at like 8 because we had to pick up all these kids. I don't know what I was thinking. High school versus college, completely different. That's yeah. R.I.P., bro. I couldn't. <laughs> R.I.P. I honestly couldn't. Like, I, I had like a 9.30, but even that. Always late. Not always late, but like. Yeah. And that was a sweats day. That was a, mm -hmm. we not trying. That, that was that my, was a, I'm on CP time day. Yeah, that was a, like, we put in something quick on, <laughs> like, cause you know, you first start off, you're like, yo, it's college. I'm trying to be lit. I'm trying to be good. Fuck all that. I'm trying to get on the bags. I put on my little sweater and a hat. That back then, the, your boy, you know, the, the, the black dog, the black dog sweater. And I have my hats cause that shit was fast and easy. You know what I'm saying? And then, <laughs> these days, your boy out here in the fucking, you know, I'm trying to be fresh for, for y'all, but now I'm late. <laughs> so I should have put on my, I should have taken a page out of the fucking book of Burn Colin. <laughs> but you feel me, you know, go. <laughs> Anyways, y'all got, got your boy in DC. We on camera. <laughs> y'all got every other episode on Zoom, but now you got. You got Mr. Cadet live. Person. <laughs> I love it. We out here. Yeah. All right. So y'all trying to dive into this topic? Or? Right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. I should probably should say why I came up with this in the first place and why it's been on my mind for a minute. I have. So what's the topic though? Oh, it's lack of confidence. Lack. We, we yeah, we said it. We lack said of confidence. it. Yeah. yeah. Lack of confidence. Yeah. Okay. So the reason I want to talk about this was just because. As of late, my girlfriend's been talking to me. We go to brunch, we talk, whatever. Brunch, but I noticed people, brunch is great. DC brunch. DC Yo, brunch. I, not to interrupt, I'm gonna let you finish. No, sorry, I get very distracted. No, I bed. feel you, I, I just have just, brunch thoughts. Brunch thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I totally do. DC brunch is everything. Everybody comes in, we're all like dressed up. Everyone's dressed to the nice. We look good, you know? 
But then, I don't know, we sit down and we're like disparaging sort of ourselves, even though we are complimenting each other. So it'll go oh, from, so like, it'll be like, oh my god, you look so good. She's like, oh, I don't know, it's just really old. I'm like, if I say it looks good, it looks good, let it look good. Like, that's, that's the conversation, that's it. Or even um, recently, my, my, my roommate and I were talking, just chatting. She's really sweet, she's just a sweet person. But like she's dating this guy who I don't feel is treating her the way she should be treated. Not in a bad way. I think it's respectful, but well, yes, yeah. disrespectful, I mean, but not hold, like you hold it to a certain harmful. esteem. Like you know what I'm saying. This is somebody you're close with. So. Okay, yeah. exactly. Thank you. And he hasn't been texting her back. It's like if you have a little sister or something. Yes, um, exactly like that. Except she's 26. But yes, exactly <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> but like she's We're I'm, some like young wrong niggas. I mean, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> We've been through it. We got the wisdom. You know, it's like it's like the lady at the uh, Popeyes with like, oh my, <laughs> that's funny as shit. Oh, I feel like that every day, bro. Yo, we're gonna like, edit this shit. We put in that. Yeah, we're putting that the graphic. We put in the graphic up. That's what if if that's like a thumbnail for this episode. That's the thumbnail. Oh my god. Let me okay. Let me just the story. Y'all are making me laugh too hard. Okay. Um, and I was like, no, but like, show me your worth. Like, you're not going to deal with, you know, two days not texting. And she's like, well, I don't really, like, know my worth. Quote. Dang, okay. Quote. No, 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 and I'm it, interested about this. And yeah. it hit me really hard. So I've never yeah. met, like, I, I, you know, I've gone through my own, everybody's going, gone yeah. through their moments of mm -hmm. lack of confidence, whatever. Of course, mm -hmm. naturally. But to actually out loud say, I don't know my worth. That shit, that shit powerful and that's honest. Like, it really hit me hard because I've never seen that before. So I was curious to know, because I don't really talk about this with my guy friends, about how y'all go through confidence issues or anything like that. Or even if, well, of course you do because you're human beings. Um, but like how it manifests, because I feel like with women, it comes through a lot with aesthetics, a lot with how we're treated. But I'm curious to know what happens with guys. And if y'all have conversations like this amongst yourselves and hmm. what it sounds like. I, I mean, what, what comes to mind, I mean, personally, like, I guess... I find confidence by, you know, going to the gym, working out, you know, and if I'm feeling down or something, like stressed out, that's like my, my escape. Well, even at the gym, like I, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I don't, you don't realize how, you have an image in your head, right? And mm -hmm. it's like, it, I guess it's like by dysmorphia, but not like, you know, to that extent, but it's, you have a certain image in your head that you don't see yourself that way in the mirror that other people see you. And you always never can really see yourself in the <laughs> eyes that someone else has for you because you're yeah. always seeing a reflection. Um, that reflection is the idea that you are constructing in your head of what you really look like. And so there's like that thing that I always, you know, keep in the back of my mind. It's like, oh yeah, yeah like, I don't, like, I don't even know how big he is, is what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm strong, yeah, this and that. This guy like, don't even know, that's crazy. <laughs> but you have the perception that, you know, I'm still that skinny little kid, you know, you like and, 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 you know. You look like nice. Captain America, but you still think you motherfucking <laughs> Steve <laughs> from fucking. That's exactly <laughs> what he is. He's looking at Steve still oh from fucking God. Brooklyn. Humble as hell. Yeah. That's yeah. You look, and so you know, there, there's that that aesthetic of it, and yeah, people, you know, you have that positive affirmations from friends and people, and and like specific others or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, you always still have that in your back of mind, like nah, like you know, you're gassing me up. Like I'm you're not supposed to say that. Yeah, because you're always you're always seeing I'm not as good as this other person in your mind, right? You know. Uh, this dude that goes to my dad's gym, the, his name is OC, he's like Nigerian man, looks like, you call him a black hole, this man's huge. Oh, shout out OC, we'll post a picture of this man. He's huge. And we, like, you're like, all right, I'm like, he's huge, you know, I'm like, all right, like, whatever. And you always have this aspect, like, okay, you have to be better, you know, you can only get better, you'll just be this person. Um, and so that, that is, you know, uniform around all of us is like, not just like, working out or whatever, but in aesthetics and, and intelligence and things like that, that you always are like, 
looking at someone that you you esteem to be or someone that you you know know that they're that person where you might be that person too and you just don't really see it because you're wow. you're always criticizing yourself yeah, internally that's true that's true um cool yeah shout out oc man i was thinking about like very strong like pitbulls is what my mind is <laughs> Um, well, my dog, my dog, I'm gonna picture my dog. Yeah, your fucking dog is probably Loki. just Loki, fucking... Loki strong as hell. Loki. <laughs> working out. I don't even want to see Thor. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, one thing that I thought about when you asked that question, Alexa, was just like, what's the guy vantage point on this conversation on insecurities? I think that virtually all, a lot of, if not all, the misogyny that we see is born from insecurity mm. from a man. I think any man who's secure in himself does not need to belittle another man especially a woman i think society is poised in a way um that benefits men obviously we're in reference to the patriarchy um and i think that the men that indulge that inherent bias are men who already feel a inner um feeling of of lesser um they already feel smaller so it enables them to feel bigger to um, make someone else feel lesser by leaning into a societal um societal skew toward your your man your your masculine your patriarchy uh or your your you being a man mm -hmm. um me and sky and sam his roommate were talking about catcalling yesterday we we're like does catcalling work like, logically it's like does has that ever worked like has <laughs> catcalling ever actually enabled somebody to walk away with the girl and even somebody did like research and made a youtube video and like the girl responded back to a guy who catcalled her. She's like, I'll suck your dick. And he was like, what the fuck just happened? He was like, calling her. <laughs> because he wasn't really catcalling her because he wanted her. It was more of a, mm -hmm. a flexing of, of his privilege as a man um, wow. because he probably felt small. Like there's this notion that like I can go outside and call these girls and it makes me feel in control of, of things. Um, but really it's just like a reminder that on a deeper level, you're not, um, and that you feel small. Um, I think what Sky was talking about makes me think of like, you know, something that I spend a lot of time with on a spiritual perspective, which is like conversations of ego. Um, I, as you know, I think you might know, I started this past year through taking the semester off. I hired a trainer for like three months mm -hmm. um, and I we did good, good work. Shout out Courtney. Um, that was my trainer's name. He's a cool dude. He like gave Will Smith like he was from like motherfucking East New York, Brooklyn, like cool dude, you know, it's a physical trainer. Like, yeah, like, gotcha. you know, was trying to put on muscle. Goodness. Um, the challenge was like the nutritional aspects of it. Your boy That's showed up every, virtually every morning. Um, but the problem though, is I think I got to a place in like this, um, self growth space where it becomes very, um, I think self growth circles are like, you can just become very like, like there's like a talk, there's like a, there's a potential toxic nature to a lot of the self-growth narratives because at the foundation of it is like this i'm not enough sense mm. um i'm not doing enough sense Snaps. um and i remember that like i eventually got to a place after being in my training program where i remembered that like when he first sized me up he said like i was healthy like he said like you were in the green so like actually like there was nothing like wrong with my physicality it was just that i like wanted to be bigger and like that sense came from this notion that what I am is like not like enough, which it is. I could be, I could, I can get bigger and still be enough. But it's just, I think a big part of why I was getting there was because there was this force that I was like, this is the time to get better. Like I'm supposed to like be better physically and look better. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I look good already. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I think that applies not only on the physical level, I think that applies on so many different levels. I think that a lot of us are poised in ways where we're like, I need to like become. That's a, 
Wow. Never put your future as your salvation because the future never comes. Like the future's made up. It's not actually a real thing. Um, Can we I, just repeat that one more time? Never make your future your salvation. Is that what you just said? Yeah. That's that's hard. That hit me really hard. I mean, this is this is inward work shit. <laughs> this is shit that I picked up on. Um, shout out my boy Eckhart Tolle because I even saw a recent thumbnail. I read his books, but like he has great content on YouTube as well. I saw like a thumbnail where he was like, "The next moment never comes." I was like, "Whoa, that's mm. powerful as hell." Really think about that. Yeah. It's like what the next moment doesn't come because it's just made up. There only is this moment. Um, the point is, it's just like, if you are becoming all the time, then you never really are. You don't just, you're not being, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? You're just a human um, doing, not a human being. Yeah. You're trying to like, Ooh. yeah, I stole that. That's not mine. No, that's so dope. I'm glad we said this, like, just sort of like really, um, very much just not participating in yourself. Like you're not, you're not being, you're very much in your head and you're this ideal. Like you were talking about not even being able to like to see yourself for now because you're still either in the past or in this like conceptualized picture of like the supposed future. Um, and you never see yourself. And that's like one of the most painful things in the world is to like not see yourself. And then your life reflects that. Um, I think one of the more powerful questions and conversations of confidence and security and insecurity is like, who are you in the first place? Mm -hmm. You spoke to your roommate and she was like, I don't know. Like, what was, what was I don't know statement? my worth. I don't know my worth. That's a very honest statement. How, have we, do you think black people know their worth? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So what, 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 what we say, cause we measure worth from, um, you know, externally, right? It's from mm -hmm. the outside, you know, community or, or your, your circle or your, uh, your society. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and especially speaking to black people, you know, obviously society does not appreciate uh, black people at all. Um, and so I think that's where we don't understand, black people don't understand their worth. Um, in terms of, you know, your roommate, um, you know, looking at what, what factors happen in her life with relationships, friends, family, uh, not validating or, or, or encouraging mm. or... Or actively devaluating. Yeah. Devalidating, excuse me. Devalidating. Yeah. You know, that... that character um so no i agree it's very interesting i think well, well, like just the way size built it's very competitive it's very mm -hmm. competition has to be winners and losers and so you're always in this rat race yeah. of, of trying to catch up to um you know this ideal of what you should be or what it, what should be happening for you or um you know, always looking at your, looking at the Joneses, right? Keeping up with the Joneses. Yes. And so it's always like, hey, you know, I see my, my friend doing all these great things, um, but I don't have the confidence. Oh, they're so confident. But you don't really realize, oh, I've done this. I've, you know, traveled and studied abroad. I've, I've you know, started my own company. I've, you know, interacted with so many people. I have such a great, you know, uh, grasp of like how, uh, you know, whatever your particular passion is about. And so there's different things that people don't really highlight skill sets because it might not be traditional to what society is constructed, right? Yeah, so definitely so to that. society values, you know, oh, the, the, I guess, male dominant narrative of being provider, being, at least for the, uh, for, for men. Like it, for a male, yeah. Yeah, making um, all the money, doing all this stuff traditionally, going to, even with, even like immigrant parents, right? Like, oh gosh, that's a whole other thing. But like, you gotta be a doctor, a lawyer, and you know, make all the bread, and, and this is what you're doing. But, I but that's that's a premier masculine trope. Yes. I want to be careful to not generalize this for yes. all men because there's yeah. very the many different types that's... of male experiences. Um, but I want to just communicate that this. I'm saying this is the societal, yeah, societal, societal, norm. societal masculine trope. Yeah, right? I agree. 
and 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 many people the provider yeah and and this is what's conforming to people to like i guess have that measuring you know point of like oh i'm doing this and this and stuff's not working out right now for me Mm -hmm. because i but because i didn't go down this road or this path and so people you know your confidence gets lower because you're like I don't really have a blueprint because the blueprint that's set by society is to do this and that. And you already know there's success here, which yeah. is relative to the individual and where you might be passionate about music or you're passionate about art or something like that. That's a totally different way pathway. It's more volatile. It's more risky and that, but there's more reward. And so people, you know, you have these, these fights of confidence and, and measurement because you're like, yeah, hundred percent, bro. That shit was no joke. I think doing music was probably one of the like hardest tests to like my sense of self, but I came out of it like a better person. Um, I want to talk about like, you know, some things, um, well, let me, a lot of things came up just now. For me. Right, same. Um, yeah, like a lot, a lot of things came up for me just now. I should keep notes. That's what um, I feel like. <laughs> it's like y'all are dropping gems. Okay. So one of the first things that I wanted to say was like, one thing that I learned, we can spend a little bit more time in that another time, but I'm going to take it to go yeah, back. But go for it. I've mentioned spiritually the concept of like ego, mm-hmm. which is like obviously something that I've talked about a lot probably already on this podcast, but something that I'm just going to continue to talk about because it's a very important tenet of most spiritual perspectives because it's like, you know, I could incorporate in like ancient African aspect of this as well, which is like the lower versus the higher ka, but like just acknowledgement of like the ego, which is this delusion of the separate self. The ego is actually something that can can be complex, but also very somewhat simple to understand. Um, ego is any form of comparison. That's one way to understand ego. Any form of comparison. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm separate than you, then I have to compare myself to you. There's this notion that like I'm not valid or my validity is somehow measured in, in comparison or in contrast to you. Right. That assumes that things aren't, don't stand on their own. And yes, I, yeah, um, right. but that's not the paradigm that we're introduced to. I think our society is very much conditioned people into thinking that we're like we have to compete with each other. Mm-hmm. This is a capitalist society. Um, it's also it creates scarce mentality, mm-hmm. scarcity mindset. That's a state of consciousness. If you believe that you have to scrounge for everything in your experience, that's what your life will feel like. You'll feel like you always have to, but actually everything is abundant. Like if you go back to like ancient Africans. These, these guys lived in spaces where the mineral, like the, the, the life was abundant. There wasn't like capitalist systems of like, mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we live in a world where we think that thing, even like, like on a, on a level of like how, how much love is there in the world? How much, like all of these questions that you pose to yourself, there's more than enough. It's just that you, you're, we're in states of scarcity where we think we have to like prove ourselves in order to get these things. And ego is such where you compare your validity based off of something else. Listen, God made you a very authentic and unique expression in the universe one time, like one time. And like the whole story of this tapestry that we call the universe, you're very unique, insignificant, but also really powerful. And to be honest, this the finite nature of you is not that significant, but it also is incredibly significant because the thing that fuels it is eternal. If you allow yourself to sort of step into the unapologetic nature of what, uh, you know, what energizes this, you know, what uh, this this bodily form and this finite life through your 
your eternal expression of, of God through you, you, you're doing the world an incredible service. Um, and I, and I, I, and my intention for like awakening is to like shift humanity into like, um, a state of creation rather than a state of production. I was thinking about this earlier in a production based the world. Um, I was thinking about like, what's the difference between creating and producing? And I was like, well, in a factory, something you could produce like a hundred things, mm -hmm. but you could, pr you produce a hundred of the same thing. But let's say there was a creative space where somebody created a hundred different things versus a hundred, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In this society, what's more effective, those, th let's say three people made three new things mm -hmm. in this society, what was more valuable was the factory that made a hundred of the same thing. So that's so what happens is you create a school system where kids go to school and they're trying to, they're, they're determining their intelligence based off of standardization. Yes. I'm smarter than this kid or I'm the smartest in my class because I have like the best grade or something. Mm -hmm. Dog, there's so many different forms of intelligence. You're, you're determining somebody's ability intellectually based off of referencing another person's intellectual prowess. I'm interested by the person's brain who did the thing that I didn't think to do. Mm -hmm. Not the guy who did what I, not, what I saw before, but better. That's the difference between production and curation. Yeah. I want my children to curate you know, things. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to produce. There's a difference in the two. 100%. One requires an instruction booklet and the other is you mm -hmm. are the instruction booklet. You create what you want. And so weave this a little bit into my personal experiences and then I'll stop because I talk a lot. <laughs> but like, I mean, that's why I have a podcast. No, this for is all good. All for all y'all boys <laughs> who are saying, oh, come you need a podcast. Yo, what I be talking. <laughs> Bro, you need some water. <laughs> Shout out my boy, Leo. I'm here. Um, to leverage my personal experiences from this point, because I think it's one thing for me to be talking all of this, but you got to weave in the experience that you've gone through. Okay. Sky mentioned something that resonated with me, which is that like, you could live this life. And we talked about this last night as well, which is like, what's real value, right? Jay-Z said a dope quote off of the new certified love boy album. Check out my boy Drizzy. I don't know, bro. I fucked with the album, bro. I don't know. Drake, man. Yo, it's it's, it's, cool, it's the edge of October. I'm it's just saying, me, me and him October niggas. So. Um, 1027. Oh, 1027. Okay. <laughs> One of my favorite. <laughs> all right. So, Hope said a great line on this on the Drake song on this new album, which is, "Y'all know the price of everything, but the value of nothing." Powerful. Mm. Y'all know the price of everything, but y'all don't know the value of things. That's powerful because that's here's what I how I thought about this, how it frames this next thought, which is like we are often externally poised and we are trying to prove ourselves in these like very in these ways. Um, but I was talking to him, I'm like, what is like real value? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, to your point when you were saying, like, yo, like sometimes I forget um to look at myself and validate myself and like pull from real things that I could be confident about because I've been shrouded from myself and I've been miscommunicated what, what things I should feel proud about. Like, for example, like in high school, I was very high achieving. So like a lot of how I used to feel good about myself was like, oh, I'm like, got my grades or whatever. I got posse, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I was top of my class or whatever, and you know, whatever. Now it's like, I mean, I'm not, I'm very intelligent. I'm probably smarter than I was in high school, but it's, that's, it's oh, so. less. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, it's like less reflected in like grades. Cause I just had, I had gone through mental health challenges throughout college. 
Um, the value of that though is like I'm a better person. And I'm not just saying that in terms of like, oh, I'm a better person. Like I mean, like I actually have to go through like the drudgery and learn something about myself. Um, taking a semester off gave me like an immeasurable amount of uh, value for myself. Like I learned a tremendous amount about myself. This is something that's gonna stick with me throughout my whole life. Like getting an A in whatever class doesn't help me in my darkest moment in five years from now. But what I had to experience having gone through these mental health challenges because I wasn't doing well in these courses is gonna benefit me for my whole life. Um, and I talked about this with my mentor, Lakeisha McClary, shout out Lakeisha, when we were talking about like, what is like the value of like college? And it's like, honestly, like, <laughs> sometimes it's just like, college is like, can you do your chores? Or can you just do what you're asked to do? Yeah. Um, can you finish it? Mm -hmm. But like, what you can really gain is like, what, how do you, how do you grow in that test of like, can you keep doing this? And like how I grew was like, I learned this tremendous amount about myself. And like that helps me um, inform a lot of self-esteem. And it's like, man, like fuck all that like confidence shit on some like, yo, like, yeah, like niggas look good or whatever. But like, yeah, I used to be smart. I was really smart in high school, top of my class or whatever. But like, I fuck with me because like, I saw what I had to go through and I know I got out of it. Like no one can take that from me. Mm. Like every time I walk around, I'm like, I went through some really hard things and, I, and I'm standing up comes from within yeah yeah like nothing else can you know um and that's really powerful and i think on a deeper level when we start thinking about like that's that, that's why i wanted to pose the next question is like how do you know your worth like your mm -hmm. your roommate was like i don't know my worth like how do you know your worth i think it comes from i mean what helps me is saying goals right and and checkpoints and and things along your journey and those things are things that are tangible that you can you know say Hey, I achieved this. I, you know, my first week of school, you know, it went well. I, you know, got to see these people. I got to spend, you know, quality time myself and, and value that. And, you know, different things that you set for yourself and, and knowing that that's important mm -hmm. and that, you know, can help you understand, Hey, I'm, I'm progressing. I'm, you know, working towards this. And that kind of gives validation uh, when you're working with yourself. It also it comes from, you know, your friends and that network and support that you have developed. Um, reflection a lot too. I mean, like looking back at us like four years ago, it's Ew. totally different people. Ew. And then seeing that growth of like, hey, you know, <laughs> where we really grew a lot. And, and Yo, seeing shout that. Shout out Vern Collin with the motherfucking hat pulling up on the deck. <laughs> I did look back on myself as a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> but like reflecting on those times and seeing, okay, yes, the maturity has happened. Yes, growth has happened. I was able to achieve these things throughout my, you know, tenure at school. I was able to do this and that. And those things, I think, help you with your confidence and your self-worth and, and determining, you know, things. And, and also, like, for me, like, having younger siblings, I always, you know, being the oldest and having that responsibility is always like, hey, I need to make sure that I'm setting a path and, and learning all the things I can so I can share it with others. Yeah. And, I mean, this is what we do with this podcast as well. We're, we're teaching lessons to everyone else that we're talking about, ideas that we've experienced and just, you know, ironing it out so people can you know, grow in and understand, hey, you know, I did a lot. I've, you know, achieved. I am worth it. I am, you know, you're all, all worth it. It's, it's, you all are amazing. And so I think, I think that those are the kind of checkpoints I've been able to do mm -hmm. um, to make sure that I'm staying confident and keep my head up every day. Yeah. No, I hear you. I, 
in the beginning I could do I could do goals I could make it something that was outward of myself but there were moments where I was down like I was really down on myself and I could not I could not do that to myself because I'd be setting these unrealistic goals yeah. like I'm trying to give you an example that's like super minor okay we're gonna go we're gonna go on a run and the goal would be to finish a one mile a one mile two mile run whatever instead of the goal being something that's more attainable like I don't know, you're going to go on this, or you're going to run as fast as you can for as long as you can, and then, and then you're going to stop, rather than setting yourself to a particular thing that you're going to you know, compare your, mm -hmm. you're having one to. Yeah. So I was setting these unrealistic goals for myself, and it just made me even worse. So actually what ended up helping me was bolstering my lack of confidence with, with supporting my self-esteem. So through my self-esteem, my, my confidence became so much better. So I'm trying to think of an example that I can come up with for self-esteem. Um, perspectives. Y'all know how I work with perspectives and like imagery helps me and whatnot. And I heard this, this, this woman was telling this story and she was talking a lot about how a lot of women compare themselves to one another and that, you know, talk about comparison. And it was this matter of, you know, you see a garden and you see all these different flowers, the human race. And then each flower is a different, you know, look of human, not species, not race, not any of that, but really just how you look different. You know, you may be a sunflower and he's a daisy or back and forth, whatever, it doesn't matter. But one is beautiful, the other is also beautiful. Doesn't it make, doesn't take away from each other. It's a bouquet, it's gorgeous. So I try to see that with other women too. If it was ever coming from a place of lack of confidence, seeing someone else and be like, wow, she looks so good. Oh man, I wish I looked just like her. Look how she's so poised. Look how she's so like on top of it. All that kind of stuff would get in my head. I'm like, oh geez, I'm like folding into myself here. And that's just not who I am. But something that helped me so much was like, well, I'm a rose and she's a daisy. We're both beautiful. We make a great bouquet together. Yeah. And then I could just get out of my head completely. Perspectives help so, so much. So I just go around thinking of it that way, and I'm a different kind of flower. It makes me think of the, the analogy I used uh, in earlier podcasts about mosaics. And how yes, the yes. People, the people, the experiences we learn, lessons we learn, we're a mosaic of people that we interact with. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's also true with people that you're around and yes. people that you interact like with, that like is that you're creating this beautiful mosaic, and everyone has a, play, a part to play. Um, and you're all equally important um, and draw a certain attention from different people yeah. um, and you all can tell a different story. And so, you know, I like that, that analogy that you talk about with the yeah. flowers. And I think there's this, you know, like we said about how there's so much competition within like our society, people have to realize there's not just one spot to take, you know, there's a million there's people. There's space for everyone. Space we have to be so yeah. much more humble. I really feel like we are so, you know, we have our bind with how you were, I wanted to do this before, but how we were racing through life. You know, we weren't taking moments to sit with ourselves and to see ourselves. I think it was, I think it was you, but I feel like you started the conversation. And in my head, I got this imagery of, you know, someone's running, we're racing through, like, you know, Usain Bolt have racing through. And on one side is this wall of mirrors, and this other side, just a bunch of people. So you can either turn to compare yourself to people, or, you know, you're having blinders on, you're going, 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 you never have time to sit with yourself, to know yourself. How can you be confident in something that you don't know? How can you have self-esteem in something that you don't know? Just That's to sit with yourself. You know what I'm yeah. saying? To sit with yourself. This is what I always tell my girls too, is like sit in front of the mirror. I'm gonna I'm say it for real. Sit butt ass naked in front of the mirror. Look at yourself. You know, and just appreciate this is you. This is who you are. This got you through a pandemic. This got you through everything that's going on in your life. This got you through whatever hard times you had, whatever great times you had. This particular thing enabled you to live the life that you have up to the point that you have. And look at all that you've accomplished. You wake up every morning, you are breathing. There is air in your lungs. Talk How that. lucky are you? Like, as soon as I wake up in the morning, I'm like, Talk wow. That. 
I feel so, look at the sun coming through my blinds. It's that one blind is broken. That one blind is broken, but you know what? It lets that much more sunlight come through. And that makes me feel so, so good. So I try to think of it that way. Just look at your life, sit down, look around, just sit in the moment. Be in the moment. And then you get to see things so much more clearly. And then you can actually be appreciative of what you have. And then you can actually stop running, 100%. turn to the mirror side, and sit and look and actually smile. Because I find that we only look at the mirror when we're knocked down, right? We only, we're knocked down, we're in pain, we get a glance, we don't like what we see because we're down, we're not up. We're not, it was not our decision to look in the mirror. We are being forced to look when we're not ready. And we're in pain. Who wants to see yourself when you're in pain? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then people don't want to stop running. They don't want to stop comparing. They don't want to look at this side mirror. They don't want to stop and look at this because every time that they have, be, they've only seen be. People be, running from, people be running from themselves. People be running from themselves. And the thing is, specifically in the parts of themselves that they that they are not accustomed to seeing or that they don't want to see, because for them it's weakness. For them it's it's something that you no one compares someone's why are you running? Well. Why are you running from yourself? You're ultimately running to yourself. Yes, exactly. So that's how, that's at least how I see it. So if I'm not in a space of being able to set goals just yet, I sit and I, I look at myself and I just think, wow, look at, look at everything I've done. Like I have these friends. I've done. I've gone to this school. Whatever. You know what? I don't think that's future college. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say it too. I was about to say it. But I'm like, yo, we on record, so it's like, Shit. I got your degree. You know, I got my degree. But no, that's still Thank incredible. You. Like, like, you know, get I got my degree. I, that, I like, have my own. That's, place. that's this is that's like a. That's I have my own. I have my savings. I I got my family to where it is, you know, it's a decent spot. Like, those are huge accomplishments. And I can't just look at that and be like, well, but I didn't do what they did. Wait, they did. I didn't do how much they're doing. What is that? Because the, the truth is, we never see when they're down, right? We, we, never, we never know what they're going through. We just see this perfect ideal, especially mm -hmm. social media and all that stuff. It's like, being comfortable in vulnerability is like, so You have hard. to see your heroes fall. Yeah. Like, it was Nas said this one quote where it's like, Oh man, I can't remember it, but I said it in therapy the other week. It was like even the strongest kings and queens band mm. could never break or something like that. Mm. But like, think about that. Like, even the strongest, like even the strongest band. But that's jarring, isn't it? Though, like to look at your heroes and to see them bend or even to see them break is so jarring. It looks like. Like your parents, have you ever seen your parents cry? Have you ever seen your parents in a position where, yeah, you're see a, a like, where they just were not where you used to see them? It's it's jarring. Oh, it's, it's really jarring, um, mm. and that can be really hard to see. So how are you supposed to reckon with that and be comfortable with that? I have so I have so, I just want to let y'all talk because I remember I realized I had like a long period of time, so I was like, let me shut up. But like when you were speaking, a lot came up for me, and like I thought about this. There's this girl, not girl. Moment. Thank you. Oh, I love it. Can we just pause? Moment. I love that. <laughs> okay, continue. That is going really happy. My language, I gotta start speaking Spanish and shit. So there is this woman. Go on. The woman on Blackish. Um, it's the grandma. Mm -hmm. What's her name? Do you guys know what I'm talking um, about? Um, yeah, she. Oh my goodness! Hold she on. was pretty much talking about what you were talking about, which is like this whole like the hardest thing to do is look at yourself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. Kendrick Lamar also said a very similar thought, which is like one of the hardest things to do is just look at yourself in the mirror, which is like powerful. Jennifer um, Lewis. Yeah. What's her name? Jennifer Lewis is her real life name. Jennifer Lewis. Shout out Jennifer Lewis. She's great. She's powerful. She's doing a lot of this work. 
Um, Her breakfast club interview was fantastic. Oh yeah, she's really powerful, man. She's gone through a uh, lot too. Sorry, but mm -hmm. continue. Like oh, sex yeah. addiction, bipolar disorder. She had um, depression. She was going through it. Look at her. But she see, that's what that's but that's what I'm talking about in terms of value, in terms of like recognizing who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like when we ask ourselves these questions, like how do you know your worth? Like this is why Marcus Garvey. I was doing a lot of this earlier today. I was listening to Redemption song by Bob Marley, my, one of my favorite songs. Okay, it was his last, one of his last recorded works before he passed away. He was inspired by Marcus Garvey, who was actually a tenant. His teachings were a tenant of Rastafari in culture. And Marcus Garvey talked about knowledge of the self and how you must free yourself from your mind. This is, Marcus Garvey was sampled on Kids See Ghosts by Kanye West and Kid Cudi, 2018. <laughs> All right. I love Kid Cudi. Um, it was also Kid Cudi's a huge He's advocate musically for mental health. Um, mm -hmm. So Marcus Garvey talks about knowledge of self. Bob Marley says a quote: "Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our minds." Um, very powerful. This is pertinent in the conversation of how do you know your worth. Knowledge of self is incredibly important. The reason why black people have been in the state that we have been in and the, and the way we have been for the past couple hundred years is because we don't know who we are. Um, a lot of how religious doctrines communicate God and communicate humanity to you is very like low self-esteem, very like guilt, very shame. Um, you know, African, ancient African conceptions of self which like gods and I know this is a lot to say but it's just to say that if you understand and learn ancient Africa like learn your history it's all I'm trying to say like y'all might be on me oh this man on the hotel crack it up listen I'm not on the hotel like I'm not on the damn what's my boy Umar shout out Umar that's what funny fuck and he be spitting facts sometimes but he also be problematic on the low not even on the low but he do think it was he be, he be problematic, but he do have moments where it's fact. I be seeing some clips where I'm like, I, I don't really agree with that one. Oh um, what I'm trying to say is like, learn your fucking history. And I'm not, like, you can say, think whatever you want of it. I don't care. I know my history. So if you niggas are still in your motherfucking mental slavery and you guys are hating on the young king for trying to free you, then that's fine. <laughs> learn. Understand ancient Kemet. This is real. We influence all this shit. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's technically black. We're just all from okay. Africa. But like, it's just to say that like... <laughs> don't that, that, do not... Call not just give you a black card. Don't, don't say the damn man word though. Don't take that too far. We're, we're all, but we are all similar. We're all based in Africa. But this is the thing you were saying about, yeah. you know, uh, when you have separation, right? When people see different, different differences between each other. Mm -hmm. And they don't realize that we're all connected, right? The connectedness of everybody, we're all the same. Yo, it's the same species, bro. It's like literally yeah. the same. All right. I know I'm divergent from what my point was. Yeah, what I was I really trying to say is I was trying to talk about knowledge of self and self-worth. When you ask yourself the question of like, how do I know my worth? You need to know who you are. Who are you um, on a human level? On a human level, you are based in Africa. You are based in a continent that the black woman is the mother of humanity. That's irrefutable. That's what I'm trying to say in that we all stem from Africa. We all stem from blackness. We all stem from an ancient um, lineage that is immeasurably powerful. This is facts. Um, if you don't know that, you will live at a very lower state. You will think that you are like a small being um, who is like should be ashamed of their humanity and your like body. 
Um, you aren't body. You're more than body. You are um, an eternal. You are eternal spirit experiencing a human experience. You have an inherent value because you exist. I'm gonna pause there. You have an inherent value because you exist. Alexa brought up the point about flowers. There's a rose. There's a daisy. Let's back up a little bit. Let's just talk about nature. You're actually the same thing as the rose and the daisy. What I mean is, you are nature. Carbon. <laughs> your nature. You are the same as this Mother Earth. You're just and you're a part of nature. You're not different from nature. You are nature as well. Every expression of God has its own inherent value. There's not. When I think about how do I remind myself that I'm, how do I remind myself that I'm valuable? I know I'm inherently valuable. I recognize if I don't think I'm valuable, I've been obscured by it. I've been obscured from my value. That's what happens. Mm. It doesn't have to be proven. It just has to be reminded. And accepted. And accepted. It's not about, like, Colin Cadet is inherently valuable. Colin, God has a whole story to tell through Colin Cadet, okay? And I don't care about the, not that I don't care about it, but I don't know future-wise what the story looks like. In this moment, I exist. I'm, I'm, there's an there's a, a, a intelligence that's my blood. I'm alive right now. I'm not consciously making my, I'm not consciously like making my bodily system work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everything that's keeping me alive right now is like a blessing. Going back to being present, going back to just recognizing the inherent nature of your experiences. There's so much to be grateful for. There's so much to recognize, like realizing you're loved, realizing that like I'm alive, that my breath, that I like not only am alive, but I am life. You know what I'm saying? I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for and to life. Um, is one of my gratitude affirmations I write daily. Um, you know, I know I've been on a spiritual perspective and y'all gonna be like, ah, oh, this man on a hotel, whatever. I'm trying to communicate like real teachings to like remind specifically people of color, like who they are. Mm. We have been in a state of low self-esteem for a very long time. This is why I'm bringing all of this in. The theme today was insecurity. These are, we are people of color. We are, this is black men and women. You are, you are the mother of humanity. This is a fact. Black women, unfortunately, deal with some of the most disrespect in this country. Unfortunately, have to deal with probably some of the most, like, consistent struggles with insecurity. Black men, literally, if you go back to the history of uh, social movements in America, you have literal people outside in science saying, I am a man. This conversation on worth being linked to this affirmation of manhood and masculinity, which there could be thoughts of, mm -hmm. there are some black feminist perspectives that hold issue with that and feel like the black movement has skewed masculine um, and that the black movement has in some ways been patriarchal, which I wouldn't disagree with. Um, but I do think that there's something to be said about how black men during times of trying to claim their own humanity had to proclaim, I am a man. We start talking about Black Lives Matter. This is a conversation about insecurity and value. We literally have a national movement today that is saying a very simple statement. My life matters, I have value. If you have to proclaim this globally, proclaim this to the world and still not be heard, imagine what that does for somebody's sense of self. It's an act of revolution. It's an act of divergence to believe in yourself as a person of color in this country. It's an act of sheer 
you know, it's a dare. true like power mm -hmm. to remind yourself who you are, learn your history. Okay. Nobody has to agree with everything I'm saying, but you just need to learn for yourself. Okay. You have an incredibly powerful history. And if you empower yourself, it'll remove you from a, from a mentality that's small, that's limited, and you will recognize your inherent value in God. You have nothing to prove. Just remind yourself who you are and be that unapologetically. I'm talking to myself right now. You feel me? <laughs> because it's like, this is not easy work. If you've been conditioned to the extent where your unconscious mind, 95% of your thoughts, you, you have like over 100,000 thoughts per day. A majority of those thoughts are unconscious thoughts. These are things that are habitual, things that you don't, you're not aware of. Um, this is the product of conditioning. And also conditioning is a product of an environment. Environment exists, you exist in it, it influences how you understand yourself. Um, and so what happens is you subconsciously think of yourself in very specific ways um, and you have to teach yourself out of it. I could get into a lot right now. I'm not going to go there, but I could talk about the frontal lobe. I could talk about the like nature of the subconscious mind and, and like how you must, I'm doing this work and that's another conversation for manifestation and all mm -hmm. that. But like to be very intentional to emancipate your brain from like how you've almost encoded through conditioning how you are, because I can consciously say all this all I want. Oh, we was kings. <laughs> That's just something, all y'all who, I'm, I, I'm giving it to y'all. We was kings, we was from Africa, we should be great, nah, 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 nah. the white man, nah, nah, blah, 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 wake up, y'all, let's empower ourselves, right? That's all fun. Yeah. Okay? And then I'll go outside and I'm like, fuck, you see what I'm saying? Like, I still, like, feel like shit, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't feel these ways that much, but, like, not anymore because I'm intentional, but it happens occasionally. The reason is because there's a condition in the subconscious mind over like a long life of constantly reinforcing a certain thought pattern. So you have to like be intentional and do that work to remind yourself. Thank you for listening to the 2721 Club. Make sure to subscribe to hear more episodes and give us your reviews. Follow us on all major streaming platforms along with Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. I said it's over, I'm no longer gonna be a soldier We will never let you take us over I said it's over, I'm not even looking for no closure Waking up my people like soldiers